Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Impact Today Network. We are in week number 15 here. We've been with you every single week, taking big and little DFS steps all along the way. Not always all for our fault whenever we take a little step, it feels like, Pierre, because there's so many injuries that start piling up, not only this time of year, but other times of year. It just, it, sometimes this, this year feels a little crazy. Yeah, a little bit. The, the injuries are unavoidable. Uh, a lot of concussions, a lot of ACLs, and it's tough. Uh, you're obviously like redraft year. You're getting towards the the playoff time, and then it's it's difficult even from a DFS standpoint because you could be in a really good spot and someone gets hurt, and all of a sudden your your lineup's just done. It's over because uh, that person's out. But in the in the positive side, it usually opens up value that next week. So we'll dive into this slate, see if we have any. Well, or maybe a player just doesn't even play, even though he was hurt and he was standing on the sidelines and he tried to sneak in the game. Then they pulled him out of the game. T. Higgins <laughs> stuff drove me crazy last week, man. Oh, you had the Higgins stuff. You had the 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 Schefter tweet about Tony Jones Jr. being the starter for <laughs> yeah, the Seahawks. Yeah. He really saw the field. So there was there was quite a bit going on on Sunday. But either way, always we do here on the DFS Dreamer podcast is we always set up a contest for all of our listeners and ourselves included. We try to get in there each and every week. I think we haven't missed a week anyway. So people have been able to take my money each and every week, Pierre, in our DraftKings contest that we hold for the main slate that we talk about here on Tuesday afternoon, Pierre. And last week we had, a, I think, a similar winner to who we've had uh, previous weeks. Yeah, D Wade for yeah. Life Five has won a, a few weeks now. So congrats to D Wade for Life Five. I can't think of his name off the bat. I finally figured out who it was, but uh, had a lineup of Jared Goff, uh, who was really popular. He was popping in the projections that we even talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante Foreman, Derek Henry, Amon Ross, St. Brown to, to kind of pair up with Goff, Jamar Chase, uh, Chris Moore, who was uh, the beneficiary of one of those injuries. Uh, when Nico Collins and Cooks was ruled out. Uh, Chig Akonkwo, uh, who's a big value there with the Titans. DK Metcalf, Panthers defense for uh, 177 to take down first place. That's a big that's a big score. 177 is a big score. I don't know that we've have we I don't know if we've reached 200 for a winner yet. Um 177 is a big score, though. But and we're going to do a little talk here this evening or this afternoon about the the Christmas. Uh, not Christmas. What is it? Saturday. We've got a Saturday slate too. Is that? I think we have a Saturday. Christmas is on Sunday, so we got a big a lot of games on Christmas Eve. Is that how next Correct. week is going to work? Correct. Okay, so I, there's yeah. a, a few games this Saturday, but also right. next week. Uh, most basically the main slate's going to be on Christmas Eve next week, with only uh, I think three games on Christmas Day itself. Well, we will attach both of these contests if we end up running a second one for the Saturday slate as well. We will attach both of those to the pinned tweet over on the FI Today with a little underscore account over there on Twitter. You can also follow Pierre at PeeWee31 on Twitter. You can follow me as well at LoafinIt on Twitter. Now, Pierre, we got a lot of games. I feel like we got a lot of games. You said, eh, it's not a lot of games. 13, we'll get through it. Look, it's a lot of games, man. We got a lot of players <laughs> to talk about here. And this first slate on Saturday is Indianapolis at Minnesota, Baltimore at Cleveland, and my Miami at Buffalo. Indianapolis at Miami is a 48.5 point total. Uh, Boston, uh, Baltimore at Cleveland is 37.5 point total. And Miami at Buffalo is down there in the 42s. I think the highest the highest team total is Minnesota at 26. The lowest team total is Baltimore and Miami at 17 this week, Pierre. Let's do this a little old school DFS streamer podcast style, if you don't mind, Pierre. How about that? Yeah, oh, let's please. do it. All right. So this is the Saturday holiday contest. We're going old school. Pierre, 8,300. 
Josh Allen is the top quarterback in this slate. Will he be worth it? Will he be able to hit three times his value against a Miami Dolphins defense? And they, by the way, it's going to be like 32 degrees there. A little foggy, is our, or maybe a lot of foggy there in Buffalo. You never know how it's going to be in Buffalo this time of year. <laughs> I think he does. Uh, I know he hasn't looked great the, the last couple weeks. I believe a reporter even like told him, you know, this offense isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl. And his response was, okay. That was it. All he said was, okay. So I think that might put a little chip on his shoulder. Uh, he had a pretty good showing in the in the heat against Miami. Uh, there, week three, put up thirty. Um, so now as you're you're not in the heat. He's kind of cooled off a, a bit, but I think he can still get there. Uh, Dolphins a little banged up uh, themselves, both both sides of the ball, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I do like Allen at eighty three hundred to get around that twenty five that you need. Okay, well, let's go to let's jump to Lamar. I don't think Lamar is going to play, but I'm got we're you know for whatever purposes we're going to go ahead and put him in here all the way down to Cousins at six K here, Pierre. Mm-hmm. Who who is your favorite one out of those guys right there? Probably Cousins. Um, Watson doesn't look great. Uh, even you know he had to be what two years off. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't look great. Tua looked awful against the Chargers. Part of that makes me wonder if you know they just had a game plan for for Tyreek Hill. Uh, given that he used to be in their division, but he's banged up now himself. Uh, so Tua didn't look great. Buffalo's defense is, is pretty solid. They held him in check in week three. Uh, but I like Cousins. Um, the Colts are in shambles right now. He's done really good this year. He's had some some highs and lows. You don't want him in prime time, but this is a one o'clock game, so he, he should yeah. be good there. And 6K, you're looking for about 18. Uh, he's going to get that more often than not here. He's done it, what, I think five, three out of the last five weeks. Okay. All right. My least favorite out of this group here is Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, he, he is he is yeah. one of my least favorite plays this week. Uh, Tyreek's a little bit banged up. Jalen Waddle hasn't been able to go. They don't even know that Mike Jacecki even exists anymore. Uh, not only that, but the Jeffrey Wilson Jr. There, he's all banged up. This this isn't looking good for Tua in the cold. And Miami traditionally doesn't play good or well in cold weather. So I, I don't like him. And by the way, that, that is also one of my prize picks this week. Uh, you can use the code FI today over on Prize Picks, and it will match your deposit, whatever deposit bonus you want up to a hundred dollars. They will match that. But Tua is at 260 yards passing. I think that's an easy under. I, he hasn't hit that in a little while. Buffalo's defense being a little bit more stingy. So I'm going to take that Tua and that under on that one. Yeah, that might be a good idea. Their secondary in Buffalo is getting healthier. Again, it will be cool. I mean, Tyreek, he can he can do it by himself. He sure. might catch 10 balls and, and get half of that 260 by himself. But again, he's he's got some lower extremity type of issues there. I think you're you're probably good going with the under there for two. Thank you very much. All right, the next the, the rest of the quarterbacks, Pierre. Uh, who I'll just ask you who your favorite one is out of the rest of them, but I'm going to go first. Okay, my okay. my favorite one out of the rest of them is Anthony Brown. If if none of the other quarterbacks play, Pierre, because he's 4900. You know how I like those cheap guys right there. <laughs> he and did. he almost gave us a a a tenth of a point. He almost. Gave... <laughs> <laughs> I am absolutely kidding. I don't. I, who, who's the other quarterback they got that's probably down there in the practice squad or something? I'd imagine they may call him up. Uh, Huntley is that his name? Huntley. It's yeah, it's Brett Hundley. He's not he's not any better though. Okay. Right. <laughs> I don't know if that'll help. You'll probably no no. My favorite my favorite. List, I was just kidding. I was just it's a little comedic value there. My favorite one is is actually your guy Pierre. Uh, but I don't. Oh, it's Matt Ryan. 
I yeah. like Matt Ryan against the Minneapolis defense. Minneapolis has given up like 400 total yards to the offenses they've faced over the last three or four weeks. I can't remember exactly how that goes. I, I looked that up and then, and then it disappeared somewhere along the way. Uh, but but they've just been a sieve for having big games, especially the quarterbacks. Jared Goff threw for 330 and three touchdowns last week. Mike White threw for 369, rushed for a touchdown through two interceptions, by the way. Mac Jones threw for 382 yards against the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm just looking at this and I'm thinking, this is, I mean, 330 yards to Josh Allen, 276 to Dak Prescott, who came out of the game. Cooper, Cush, Cooper Rush came in and got 31. I, this is Matt Ryan's week. That sounds awful, doesn't it? Like, if <laughs> you just look at how he's played, and I think you were even flushed. You kept saying Minneapolis. You're doing the Minnesota Indianapolis oh, together. But yeah, it's right. just, this is what's going to happen. He's going to have a huge game, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because everyone's on board with the coach tanking now. Like, all of Indianapolis is ready. Like, okay. We're ready to lose. Season's over. Let's go. Let's go get our quarterback. Let's try to get the best pick possible. And Matt Ryan's gonna come out here and, and tear it up. Yeah. I can I can sense it. So I, I think you're right. Uh, you talked about the Vikings defense. He's also grading out well, points per dollar from a salary yeah. standpoint. Uh, for Saturday, he's only behind Kirk Cousins. So those two are the the top ranked quarterbacks, points per dollar. So yeah, I do like Ryan, 5200. You don't need a lot from him. Uh, you need him to have one of those 20-point games, which he, he does still have. You know, he had a week off uh, to heal from some of the shoulder issues. You know, Jeff Saturday told him, you know, hey, you were awful. He just got to play better, but he's going to stick with him. They're not going to play Nick Foles because Nick Foles may actually win a game. Uh, so Matt Ryan is definitely uh, in play for 5,200, and he's going to open up salary for some of your, your other skill positions. Sure, and, and plus, Jeff Saturday is actually coaching on his name, so you know they're going to have a good game. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm ready for them to lose now. Like, we got, yeah, well. I think seven pick is where we're at right now. We, we got the seven pick, would have been six uh, had Kyler, you know, if that injury wouldn't have happened there, Arizona would have won. But even so, top seven, you're, you're starting to get into position where you can maybe get one of these top, you know, quarterbacks coming out with, you know, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Uh, Will Levis there out of Kentucky, Anthony Richardson, Florida. One of those guys should be available. Uh, usually uh, it's been Bryce Young and Stroud in the, the mocks, but uh, you can't get there if you're winning games, so we got to figure something out. Yeah. Well, it won't be the first time the Colts have broke your heart, Pierre. Over at wide receivers this Ouch. week. Ouch. <laughs> Jordan Jefferson up there, 9,100, 9,100. I'm going to take you back five weeks ago, Pierre. All right, uh, all the way down to this last week, this this prior week. So five weeks ago, he gave us 38 points, DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Then he gave us six. Then he gave us 32. Then 19. Then 36. I'm kind of noticing an every other week trend for these 30s and then maybe some bust weeks in between there. I know 19 is not a big bust, but he, he's been able to get down there in the single digits a couple of different times, Pierre. That 9,100, it kind of scares me. Yeah, he's up in price, but he's really – he's been there throughout. Like, you can even look at week four, week five, where he, he did put two solid games back-to-back. He was 9K and 8,900 against the Saints and Bears, went for 34 and then 33.3. So if you're if you're playing him, you hope that's the case. The Colts do have a, a decent secondary. Uh, I'll say half because Stephon Gilmore is really good on one half. But if he gets to the other side and we continue to roll out Brandon face on, then he's going to get torched. Uh, Isaiah Rogers could probably hold his own, but uh, they really try to use Justin Jefferson similar to how Cooper Cup was used, uh, which, you know, Kevin O'Connell came from there. So keep that in mind a bit. Um, But they kind of scheme him open. 
And we really struggled against Cooper Cup last year. So mm-hmm. if they do some of the same things, it, it could get ugly. I know different different defense. We don't have Eberflus. We got Gus Bradley now. He plays a little bit of a different cover three himself. But even so, the way they scheme Justin Jefferson, the way we are in that cover, you know, when we're not playing man, it could get pretty ugly. And Jefferson could have another big day. You sound scared, Pierre. You sound scared. Dude, we're uh, like four, eight, and one. There's nothing to be afraid of at this point. <laughs> okay, well, that's true. Uh, Jefferson, Hill, and Diggs. Okay, Hill is at 9K. Diggs is at 8,100. Which one of those three seem most likely to hit three times their value? Mm, probably go with, i say Jefferson. Jefferson, he's really? The most, he's the most expensive. I, I, I like Diggs because he saves you about $1,000, but Jefferson, I just feel like he's he's okay. in a better he's in a better spot. 26.3 total. They're playing indoors in Minnesota as well, yep. so you don't have to worry about the weather factors, et cetera. Okay, let's go from Waddle all the way down to Davis, Gabriel Davis there. Uh, Waddle's at 7K. Davis is at 5K. Let's play a little would you rather, starting down there at Gabe Davis. Would you rather have Gabe Davis or Donovan Peoples-Jones against Baltimore? Mm, probably Donovan Peoples-Jones. Gabe Davis has been a quite the letdown except for like one or two games. And maybe Donovan Peoples-Jones has a connection with uh, Watson. You never yeah. know. I mean, you, you don't know how that was going to work, but Watson's traditionally, I want to say, been more of a downfield thrower than he has necessarily that short yardage kind of situation where Cooper can kind of get open. Maybe that timing's just not right between Cooper and Watson, but, you know, you could just you can always just sling the rock, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he saw 12 targets. I mean, that's, that's a lot of targets. I, I think that's a season high for him. Uh, obviously, it's it's Watson now, not Percent. So that that will eventually help as as Watson gets more time, gets more acclimated. You got to expect him to to start to find his form again. DPJ or Adam Thielen? Uh, uh, probably you, Thielen. You are scared. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're just bad. Like, the Colts are bad. Did you see the score the last time we just played? About, uh, What's DPJ the score when we played the Cowboys? Uh, yeah, okay. Fifty-four to nineteen. At one point it was twenty-one to nineteen, and then thirteen minutes later it was fifty-four to nineteen. Hey, okay. It's, it's brutal. Okay. All right, Thielen or Pittman Jr. Thielen, uh, I'll take Paris. K. I'll take Devin Duvernay over Michael Pittman. <laughs> No, it's, it's, it's Pittman. Uh, you mentioned the Vikings secondary is bad. He's, he's got to have a game at some point. So I do like Pittman over Thielen. Uh, Pittman or Cooper? Pittman. Pittman or Waddle? Pittman. Okay, I agree with you. I, li- I like that uh, over all those guys. Like you said, I think DPJ is a little bit higher for me in my rankings than Thielen. I love to slap DPJ and Pittman around in my lineups here. No, not literally slap him around. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Gabe, I, I do wonder about Gabe Davis, whether or not this is going to be one of those boom weeks. Miami, we just saw them, what, what ended up happening with uh, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen whenever they played uh, the Chargers last week. And I think that this has an abil- uh, this is an opportunity for Gabe Davis to maybe get his name back on the board. Always those big boom weeks. And this one might be, it will have to depend on the weather a little bit from in my world. Yeah, it also depends on the, the matchup. So if I remember, Miami plays a lot of man. And when 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 teams are in man coverage, Isaiah McKenzie is actually the, the biggest beneficiary usually. And you can actually even see that in uh, week three uh, down there in Miami. He got nine targets, caught seven for 76 uh, and a touchdown. So I, I think 
I think he's just the uh, obviously Diggs is the the alpha, so sure. you can get Diggs, you want Diggs, but I think I would prefer McKenzie over Gabe Davis just based off the defensive coverage. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, what about any other guys down here? Are you looking at anybody? I, I know you're looking. He's moved into starter territory in my world, Demarcus Robinson. He's even got a questionable tag on a Tuesday afternoon, which means that he just doesn't need even need to practice anymore, Pierre. Uh, so, but I, I mean, it, it, I, it all depends on who's quarterback, I guess. There for Baltimore, yeah, but it, they really question. take it really takes everybody out of the, out of the field to play. Yeah, without without Snoop Hunt later, Lamar, it gets it gets a little brutal with the quarterback situation. So. I'm not sure you really want any pass catchers for Baltimore. Okay. Maybe not even Andrews, depending on who's under center. I, I don't mind taking a shot on the, the coach guy. So, again, we've seen Minnesota kind of get beat up through the air. So, if it's not going to be Pittman, you know, you have to think it's going to be either Campbell or Pierce. So, if you want to save some some money, uh, you could go to one of those guys. Matt Ryan early on liked to dink the dunk to, to Campbell. Um, but Minnesota's gotten beat like a little bit on the outside with some of the the deeper shots, the deeper balls. So if that's the case, you want to go with Pierce, as we saw, you know, Jamison Williams, DJ Shark kind of have the bigger days uh, instead of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown this past Sunday. If we have a Tyreek Hill missing this game, are we turning to a Trent Sherfield maybe at 3,400? He's on the field. He, he, he He's on the field. I don't 70% know. of the snaps, I think. So. I don't know how much is going to help if you don't have Tyreek, though, because – I don't know. There's yeah. no Waddle. You're going to take Waddle away at that point. Yeah. So I guess he could just be <laughs> the beneficiary because he's the only one that might get open. But I just won't like Miami a lot at all if, if Tyreek's not taking away attention. Would we play a John Brown or a Cole Beasley for Buffalo? <laughs> what are they doing signing all these mm-hmm. running by these wide receivers from the old school days, man? <laughs> John oh, Brown Beasley. wasn't out there. Yeah, they signed Cole Beasley, I think, today. I thought, oh I thought, goodness. I could be wrong. Maybe that was uh, fake news on Twitter, but I, I don't know. I have not confirmed no, that. No, no, I won't. I won't touch Beasley, even if he's back yet, just yet. And no, no to John Brown. That that ship sailed a couple years ago for me. I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a little joke, but it's funny just to see their names on the on the roster. And keep in mind, Cole Beasley may not be on there. And also, hey man, we got a big shout out to T. Y. Hilton. Right, T.Y. Hilton, yeah. with the Cowboys, your guy. He did, he did. That kind of hurt. It hurt a little bit. So apparently, you're just trying to inflict pain on me. This episode <laughs> is what's taking place because you, you keep bringing no. up coats and different no. memories. But Carlin I hope it does Mack well. Got a bunch of run there in Denver hey, last week. Best ball, best ball, baby. My, my my lineups are already dead. But thank you, Marlon Mack, for deciding to show up when everything was over. Uh, but no, I, I like I like T.Y. I hope he hope he has some success. I don't know if the Texans. I don't, they, they, he was like a week late because they just played the Texans. So he missed this big game by a week. But uh, he should be able to help them out, uh, if nothing else, being a, a locker room voice. All right. We've exhausted the wide receiver uh, narrative. Uh, tight ends, Pierre, the old school DFS Dreamer podcast style. Be a friend to me, Pierre. Pick me one of these tight ends that will do really well on this Saturday afternoon slate. Yeah. <laughs> Not up for you. No. <laughs> You want me to pick one for you? Uh, I mean, I would, I would go Andrews just because he's the best talent. But I don't know who's throwing him the ball. But see, that's ter- I'm not. I'm your friend. I'm going to pick you, David Njoku, who seemed to be really sparked as well with a uh, Deshaun Watson back there at at quarterback. I, I think that they have a connection as well. So I'm going to give you David Njoku, who I think will be able to play off three times his value. He's only priced at 4,200. He gets you 18 DraftKings points last week, Pierre. 
Yeah, he saw a good amount of targets, too. He saw nine coming back. So that's a good call in the Joku. I would probably give you Hawkinson. Um, he's still seeing a good share of targets. He's seen basically six-plus every game that he's played against the Vikings. In the past, uh, the Coast have struggled against the tight end as well. So I would go Hawkinson if you want to – if you have that $800 to spend up. But I do like yeah. him, Joku. That's a good call. Yeah, I'd, I think I'd stay away from Andrews this week, and I'd have to pick my poison between Hawkinson and Joku and Knox. And I think I think I rank them and Joku, Hawkinson, and Knox is what I rank them. All right. Uh, over yeah, on, if, uh, huh? I was just huh? say if if the Colts play Jelani Woods, like he's yeah. in play, like he's really good, but they don't play him for some reason. But and they're continue. just not consistent. They're not consistent among who's going to give the Grayson got the most uh, uh, looks last week. It seemed like for the yeah, Indianapolis it makes no Colts, sense. So, I mean, last time the guys had a one hundred spark yeah. score. Like his yeah. RAS was a hundred, and he can't see the field after he had eight catches for ninety eight yards. Anyways, moving on. Where are we going? Mo- okay, all right, I'm moving on. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, overall prize picks there. Uh, Michael Pittman is at fifty eight and a half. I know I usually like to look for the unders. He's mm-hmm. at 58 and a half yards. Pierre, last week, they dropped the ones that we talked about on here. They ended up dropping them. I'm not saying we moved the line or anything like that. But, I mean, just the next day, I was I was like, oh, man, I never put my prize picks in. So I went to do the prize picks thing. And they had already they had taken them off. And then they put them up there. And they, like, dropped. They ended up dropping Josh Allen to 250-something passing yards. And he was at 270 <laughs> whenever we recorded. And I can't remember the other ones right now. But uh, Michael Pittman is at 58 and a half. K.J. Osborne is at 20 and a half. I'm, I, I like that over on, on K.J. Osborne, too, because he's seeing the field so much, and I just think that possibly he could get a little bit of run. I like that 20-and-a-half over right there. So. Yeah, he could. He's not seeing the ball, but he's seeing the field. So it's, got a <laughs> touchdown last week, baby. Uh, DSTs, who's your favorite DST out of this group? Do you have anybody? I'd probably go to that, that Ravens and Browns game. I okay. think I would lean Ravens. Uh, if Tyreek misses, then I wouldn't mind Buffalo. Yeah, I, th- I went to Buffalo as well. Even with a Tyreek Hill, I just think of those weather conditions and everything to it. Just, I, I just, I don't trust that offense at all right now. And Buffalo is trying to make that push for that number one seed to kind of keep them there. So I, I like that one. Running backs, Pierre, uh, we're we're doing this here. We're doing it Grinch style, okay? So you get to be a Grinch, and I get to be a Grinch. And how about <laughs> if I go first? Because I think with the Grinch. In my world, anyway, if I really want to be a sneaky little Grinch, what I mm-hmm. want to do is I want to wrap up something bad in a good, pretty box. And so that's what's going to be. I'm going to give you Nick Chubb this week. All right. See, he's <laughs> the number one player, 7,400, and he seems to be the best one, you know, the best choice each and every week. But man, Nick Chubb just hasn't been able to get it done. Eight DraftKings points the last two weeks. Hey, well, give him the ball. Like the, the Sean, I mean, it has to be the factor, right? It's the Sean Jackson. Sean Jackson, Sean Watson, where they won't give him the ball to Nick Chubb. So, yeah, you're right. It's It's been ugly, 17 and 14 carries, uh, averaging four and two. So it's just, I mean, matchups haven't been bad. Texans, best matchup on paper. Bengals weren't great, and he's just struggled. Now you're going to Baltimore, who, you know, actually has a solid run defense. So that's a that's a good Grinch move to, to give me old Chubb there. Okay, well, well, I'll wrap it up in a nice, pretty package, and that pretty package is that prize pick six. I'm not trying to push prize picks. I only done these three games, Pierre, so <laughs> this will be the last one for the day. Uh, but the FI, to, FI Today, if you use that code, just FI Today, they will match your deposit bonus, whatever it is. And let me just tell you, Nick Chubb is at 76 and a half. 76 and a half rushing yards, Pierre. I'm huh. smashing that under as hard as I can before they take it off the board. So I got to do it this Tuesday before they take it off the board and, and change it lower uh, by Thursday. Yeah, the only only hiccup 
is they they are back home. He does play a little better at home, but yeah, it's he hasn't gotten he only got eighty against the worst run defense in the NFL. So the under may not be a bad idea. What's your Grinch move for me? At running back, huh, I like kind of who's left a bit, but I'll I'll get you some some of the muddy waters. So it'll be Devin Singletary. Oh, yes. um, I do that because it seems like James Cook's starting to to get a lot more involved mm-hmm. in the the running back situation there for the Bills. He's down at, at 4,800, a little a little cheaper. Uh, didn't really get there too much against the Jets, who have a really good defense. But just to, to muddy the waters, knowing that you don't know what Singletary will do or Cook, uh, I'll give you a Singletary to to be Grinchy. He seems like an every other week guy too. A couple of weeks ago against Cleveland, he had nine DraftKings points. Well, let me just say, back it up one more week. Minnesota, he had two DraftKings points. Cleveland, he had nine. Detroit, he had four. New England, he had sixteen. And then last week, he had three. You know, yeah. so it's just he's an every other week guy. So this might be a James Cook week, actually. I, I but I, I can't, I can't, you can't count on it at all. Who's your favorite running back out of the rest of this bunch, Pierre? Uh, I like Ty- I like Taylor. Um, okay. The Colts are going to run the ball. They're going to try to win, whether we should or not, is another thing. But, I mean, his price is still really good at 7200 uh, He's seen 20-plus carries since Jeff Saturday took over. Uh, so you expect that to be the case. If they can pass the ball on the Vikings like they should be able to, uh, it should open up some lanes for, for Taylor. So he's the, the one I like most on this slate. I like J.K. Dobbins the most. It's going against Cleveland's rushing defense, which has been a sieve lately, and he looked pretty good last week. He didn't look mm-hmm. quite like J.K. Dobbins, but, man, he looked good. Gave us 21 DraftKings points, found the end zone last week, rushed for over 120 yards, so he gave us that bonus, and I think he's going to be able to hit that again. And Baltimore doesn't seem to be like the type of team that backs off of players just to give them a little bit of, you know, ease them into action. He got 15 carries last week, so I don't think they're going to ease them into any action. Yeah, I actually like Gus Edwards, too. Um, mm. He got 13 carries, so he was right there. He, he played like five less snaps. And I think everyone's going to see, you know, the the Dobbins highlights and the fact that he got a touchdown. And so I'm just going to try to get a little cute and go $200 cheaper to, to Gus Edwards. Same matchup, uh, same type of touch quality, and see if that pays off. Raheem Mostart, any interest in him? I don't think Wilson's going to play this week. Yeah, without Wilson, you got to consider it. Um, the Bills have given up some to the ground a bit. So without without Jeff Wilson there, it looked like he kind of got a hip, I want to say. Uh, he, he got carted off, I thought. Um, yep. So if he misses, yeah, uh, Mostert's definitely in play a bit too. That means it's a Gaskin or an Ahmed week is what it means here. <laughs> That's what it means. Dalvin Cook against your Indianapolis Colts. I liked him too from the outside looking in. But he hasn't been able to put up a lot of numbers either. I think he's what he averaged like one yard or one one yard last week average one and a half. Yeah, that's terrible. It is the, the Colts have been pretty good against the the run also, but that that stopped against Dallas uh, when Pollard and Zeke mm-hmm. both got there. So I mean, we we might be vulnerable. So I don't I don't mind Cook at, at sixty nine hundred, especially if you want to get off of of Taylor and just the uncertainty of the Colts offense. All right. Would you like to build us a lineup here for this early slate? Well, I go looking around for the classic afternoon slate on Sunday. Yeah, I can build a lineup. So let's see. I'll start with Josh Allen. Uh, I do like Matt Ryan, but I just I can't play Matt Ryan. So let me, <laughs> let, me let me start with with Josh Allen there, and I'm going to pair him up with McKenzie. I know I should probably pair him up with Diggs. That's the the move to make. But I like McKenzie against main coverage. So give me Josh Allen with McKenzie. We'll play Jonathan Taylor. 
7,200. We'll go ahead and put him in at running back. And then I kind of talked about it. So get me a Gus Edwards as well. Uh, don't mind to, to kind of play him instead of J.K. Dobbins if I feel like everybody's going to go there. Uh, give me Justin Jefferson uh, to kind of bring it back on the other side of the, the coats uh, with Taylor. Give me Jefferson. Give me Pittman. I'll take Michael Pittman as well. He's grading out really well uh, from a, a points per dollar standpoint. Mm, give me Njoku. I think I'll get Njoku at tight end. Uh, that's 4,200 there. Do I want the Bills or the Ravens? Let me see how they're grading. The Bills are grading out pretty well. So give me the Bills defense. Okay. Uh, and then I'll I'll toss in a Sherfield for right now to, to close it out. That'll give me a bring back from the, the Buffalo side of the ball, especially in case Tyreek's out. That gives me someone there. It can always late swap off of them if necessary. So that gives me, again, Josh Allen. Gus Edwards, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson, Isaiah McKenzie, Michael Pittman Jr., and Joku, Trent Sherfield, Bills defense. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. I, I built one, Pierre, beforehand. I, I gave it a little Matt Ryan run, Dalvin Cook, J.K. Dobbins. I put Diggs in there, Pittman Jr., DPG, uh, Jay, and uh, and Joku. And then I had Gabe Davis, but I really like – I was I was really struggling because it ended up leaving me like $1,800. I put yeah. the Bills. I put the Bills defense in there. I was like, "Oh, I could almost get Jefferson in there. How can I squeeze Jefferson in there?" And uh, what I what I what I might do is I might put McKenzie in there, which will save me some dollars and be able to maybe I'll be able to figure out a way to give me a Jefferson Diggs lineup in there too. Ooh, look out! Hey now! All right, hey, let's go over to this other classic slate here for the Sunday afternoon games. Now this one's always exciting to talk about because we got a lot, a lot of games. Pittsburgh, Carolina, though, is not one of those games. This is thirty-eight and a half <laughs> point total. The biggest, most exciting thing about this game, I guess, Pierre, is how many points are the Carolina Panthers' defense going to score? Because I think Mr. Trubisky will be starting at quarterback for our Steelers. My our Steelers. I said our Steelers. It's it's not ours, but yeah. They, they could be in play. Uh, they were they were in play last week. They were down at 2,200, uh, scored seven there against Geno in Seattle, which we kind of talked about a bit. Uh, Darnold's look serviceable. Like, they're still, you know, outside chance of the playoffs. Not sure it's going to work, but, you know, playing against the Steelers and Trubisky could leave that window of hope open a little bit longer. Uh, you got to look at the DJ Moore news. He's He got banged up. He may not play. Uh, if so, it's going to get pretty ugly. Uh, with either a uh, Terrace Marshall, Lavisa Chenault, or Shai Smith, all in that mid three K range. Uh, running backs, you you seen them kind of go three three headed monster, yep. which was a little frustrating uh, with Blackshear, Hubbard, and Foreman. Uh, so I'll probably stay away from that, just given what they did against Seattle. Uh, granted, Seattle was one of the worst run defenses, but I mean, probably a, a cheap receiver would be the only route I'd go here if DJ Moore's rolled out. Well, Panthers are defense is even at thirty three hundred. I'm not gonna say that's too expensive or anything, but I was, you know, I was hoping a little bit less than that. Uh, yeah. Now, listen, let me let me ask you this: If Pickett is ruled out, which today he was in concussion protocol, so it's just not looking good for him to be able to play on Sunday. Mitch Trubisky, he's serviceable. I mean, he's at five K. He he's put up those bigger numbers earlier this year, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Well, I guess not. Uh, I guess I am mistaken. <laughs> He's hit three times his value is what I was thinking. Like he's he's been 15 points there against Cleveland, which I guess their defense isn't that good. And last week, if he just didn't throw three interceptions in the red zone, he had 12 fantasy points, DraftKings points, Pierre. And no thanks. 
I might have no, to take your a guy, run. But no I, I, I might have to take a run with Mitch one more time in these wide receivers oh, that I just keep waiting on. <laughs> Deontay Johnson and Jordan Pickens. They had some good target shares last week. That's fifth. Man, that's a cheap build, Pierre. That's a cheap, cheap build. Yeah, it is. It's cheap for, for good a reason. reason. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Move it on. This for me too, though. So Darnold's capable of making mistakes. They're thirty-one hundred. They got Watt back, so both all defenses right. are also in play. All right, all right, all right. Let's move on. Let, let's do that. Philadelphia at my Chicago Bears, Pierre. This game total is all the way up to forty-eight and a half. This is almost one of the highest game totals of the week, Pierre. You should be very excited to be able to talk about this game. I mean, there's. There's potential. Um, really, on the Eagles' side, there's a lot of potential. Hey, hey. Jalen Hurts has just been – I mean, he's been stellar. Uh, his target tree is now narrow. Like, again, without Goddard, he's basically throwing to Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. He'll, he'll toss the ball to your guy, Quez Watkins, uh, here or there. But it's it's really just those two and then running it with Miles Sanders. I think even Boston Scott got a, a garbage touchdown since he always scores against the, the Giants there. But Bears defense has struggled. Eberflus plays the cover, too, so it should be some lanes opened. Uh, then on the other side, you know, you got your guy Fields. Uh, I, I worry a little bit because of the, the Eagles defense. Don't really like to, to stack up Fields with anyone but Komet. Uh, can't just really trust any of those receivers. But the Eagles have been really good against tight ends, so – if I play Fields, it'll probably be alone. Uh, but he's at a price against a good defense. I'm not sure I'll go there. I think a lot of these points uh, in this total are going to come from the Eagles side. Pierre, would you say the Eagles defense is one of the elite defenses in the in the league, right? Yeah, they're pretty elite. Uh, uh, similar to New England and similar to Dallas, would you say? Would, you know, in the same uh, ballpark. I, I see where you're going here. Okay, well, I'm just saying that uh, Fields gave you 24 DraftKings points against New England and 26 against the Dallas Cowboys. And I'm just saying if you want to get a little contrarian, okay, we know he has the ability to put up a 30 uh, mm-hmm. in the same same you know respects as a Jalen Hurts does. At the same time, I, I wonder, you know, what's what's Jalen Hurts' narrative in this game besides domination like he has been doing for the last couple of weeks? <laughs> but is he, narrative. Well, yeah. <laughs> But, you know, is it is Jalen Hurts now like the older version of Justin Fields and he's got to show the young guy how to do this? You know what I mean? There, there might be they got to they got the Eagles have to start looking for ways to get themselves motivated in the regular season a little bit uh, for, throughout the rest of this year. Maybe that's a little bit of that narrative. So I do love uh, I do love uh, Jalen Hurts, but I don't mind Justin Fields either if you want to be contrarian. Jalen Hurts is like. 24? <laughs> You're talking well, he's not that yeah, much but he's older. Been the league. He's been in the league for three years, he's right? Not that much older than Justin I, I know, Fields. I know. I know. Hey, Fields is like 23. He's a year older. He's already yeah. passing the torch. 20 years. <laughs> One year. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's just Justin Fields. Okay, I got to create these stereotypes. I, I, I like Fields. I like that he can, he can do things on the ground. He has that rushing upside, which is where – most of his his points come from. So I said he's playable. I just probably wouldn't play anyone with him. I just play him alone. Miles Sanders has the ability and opportunity to get 140 yards again. He's done that twice this year, possibly, and gotten in the 30 DraftKings points area territory. I think they could do it against the Chicago Bears defense as well. I like the I like to pick on the Bears defense. I I, I wouldn't mind putting uh, Miles Sanders in there again this week. I like him too. I just I just worry because you you don't sure. know. He needs to kind of get in the end zone. Uh, and you never know if, if Jalen Hurts is just going to keep the ball for himself as the the one hiccup. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. And he's got to have the big runs to be able to do it. I just think he could do that against the Chicago Bears defense. All right, uh, so we're not uh, – yeah, nobody else. They said Claypool's not even grasping the offense very well. And I'm sitting hey, there thinking – they traded that second-round pick for him to block Green there, Bay, right? I'm sitting there thinking this offense isn't like a very complicated thing. You know, it's just not that complicated. <laughs> I don't see him doing a lot of complicated things out there. It's just – all Dante right. Pettis for the win. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Eagles. So, you, so you are you are you uh, the Eagles DST at thirty nine hundred doesn't seem bad. I know, but I mean, I, I like Fields, so you, you keep ignoring the fact that I do like Fields, and I, I think I he could be successful. So, but he throws picks too. You know what I mean? Like he just he doesn't throw it enough. Is the thing like if he was out there like airing it out, sure, but he's throwing less than thirty times a game, so there's not that opportunity. To really be successful, like how many times has he thrown for more than one interception? Like twice. Well, he's really good. That's why Kansas City at Houston. This one's at forty-nine and a half point total. Pierre, Houston Texans. Pierre, who? <laughs> I, what? What is going on? Lovey Smith has them running around the field again. The Dallas Cowboys. Uh, a big old game there. I don't know why. I don't know what they were doing at the end zone, but <laughs> they could have won the game. <laughs> On the three-yard line. Uh, I don't know. That game was just suspiciously close for no reason at all. So <laughs> we won't go into that. But, yeah, they're they're playing hard, uh, even though they're clearly after that number one pick. Uh, I think they're like two games uh, back. So they, they got some wiggle room if they do decide they want to play one through the end. But I don't see them really keeping up with the Chiefs. But, I mean, folks didn't see the Broncos keeping up with the Chiefs. And, all of a sudden, they came back from 27 nothing to cover. So anything's possible in this game. But I, I think I just prefer the, the Chiefs side of the ball for the most part. And then if those receivers miss again for the, the Texans, if Cooks and, and Collins are out, you can go back to a, a Chris Moore, a, a Dorsett, or a Amari Rodgers. Sure. I, I, I really like the Chris Moore one. And like you said, if you really had to save some money, Dorsett and Rogers right there. I don't think there's really anything else that's very playable. I do love uh, the Kansas City Chiefs defense this time of year, even in redrafts or or playing with them on a DraftKings or a Yahoo or something like that. They just they 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 really get ramped up towards the end of the season, Pierre. Yeah, that's a good time to, to kind of attack the Texans again. So they just kind of let you down with the, the Cowboys, everyone playing sure. the Cowboys. So given that they just showed some competence, it'd be a good time to, to attack them also uh, with the Chiefs and hope that you can get what the Cowboys didn't get. And other people remember that, too. And and by the way, the Chiefs will see what the Texans did to the Cowboys. and I think they'll be a little bit more prepared maybe than the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys were uh, for this game. The running back situation, everybody's going to have Pacheco in there going against this Houston Texans defense at 5,900, rightfully so. I think this could be a Pacheco breakout game, possibly. And and so McKinnon might be sitting over on the sidelines, just not needed. It won't have a lot of passing downs, a lot of third down opportunities and stuff. Maybe this is a Pacheco game where they give him an opportunity to really grow. I mean, this would be the opportunity to do so. Will they? I don't know. Um, they should. This is a, a good game. And even with him not really having the explosive type game, he's still been serviceable right around that 12 to 16 mark. So that doesn't that doesn't bury you by any means if that's all he does. But if they do get a little more run heavy, probably won't. Like if you look at Andy Reid, he, he doesn't like to run the ball. He didn't even in Philly. Like they have Ryan Westbrook and – he just liked to to throw the ball, even with McNabb. And now he has Mahomes, who's like a 
completely different level of a talent. So there's why run the ball when you have Patrick Mahomes, but they'll they'll do it just to to keep defensive honest, keep defenses honest, uh-huh. and uh, being able to keep the Texans honest who stink on the ground is actually a, a pretty good thing. And if they do what the the Cowboys decide not to do, then yeah, Pacheco can have a pretty big game. Yeah, it's probably you know it's it's one of those ball control things, and like you said, they don't like to run the ball a lot. You could almost see a Noah Gray getting one of those high volume games for him where he gets three targets. You know what I mean? Just to keep the sticks running, just to keep doing those things, to keep him active, keep him involved. Mm-hmm. He might be one of those guys. I'm not going to say I want to put him in a captain spot in a showdown slate just so I can slap all the other uh, Kansas City Chiefs in there if I wanted to. But also, I, I got to think of a Ronald Jones because you're talking about the closing out the game. You know, if this, if this thing's over with in the third quarter, you get still got a quarter and a half to to grind out there. Maybe it's a Ronald Jones kind of game for a captain spot in a showdown slate here. That's just that's the way I think a little bit sometimes. I'm not it, saying it's right. It, it can be. It'll, it'll probably just be a Kelsey a okay. Kelsey game like, like uh, usual. You, you start to to play these other players on the Chiefs and then. Kelsey scores like three or four touchdowns, and you're like, why didn't I just play Travis Kelsey? I understand. I understand. I'm just, I, well, if you get those larger showdown. No, you're right. Like you like gotta, that, you gotta, gotta get different on those showdown slates, yeah, especially if you want to take it down by yourself. If you, you don't want to split it with, you know, hundreds of other people, you gotta get unique with either your captain or, or in some of your, your uh, flex type of spots. And those are the type of guys you get unique with: a Gray, a Fortson, a McKinnon, those types. Especially in those dime contests, I, I hate splitting two dollars with somebody. I really hate it. <laughs> the uh, worst, isn't it? The worst. <laughs> <laughs> Running backs for the Houston Texans because Kansas City has been vulnerable on the ground, and this is a Rex Burkhead week because I don't think Pierce is going to play at all. So you know, Rex Burkhead's name pops up every once in a while. And this, uh, uh, but Gumbawale is there too. I just had to say his name. You didn't think I'd be able to do it, did you? <laughs> You did. Yeah, little Derek Umbawale, Wisconsin, I believe. Wisconsin, Nebraska. I know he's a Big Ten guy. Yeah, Eno Benjamin was released today, though. So it's just those two guys back there. Yeah, it's going to be one. I know you're a big Burkhead fan, so it might nah. be sexy or exy. We'll see what happens. <laughs> what about we, – we can't do anything with the quarterbacks over there for Houston. So they're, they're splitting time. They're splitting, yeah. They're splitting with Driscoll and Davis Mills. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's kind of smart because Driscoll's kind of like a, a Taysom Hill type where he likes to run the ball. And so if your quarterback's running the ball, then he's less opt to throw the interceptions that Kyle Allen and Davis Mill tends to throw. So it's actually pretty genius. Yeah, Lovey Smith, he, he did the same thing in Chicago, too, with Rex Grossman and Mike Tomzak or something. I don't know. No, he didn't Tom do Zach. that. I don't know what's going on. DraftKings uh, over here, though. We got this afternoon slate that we're talking about for you here on Tuesday afternoon. We're talking about the Sunday slate. So we have to talk about the Dallas Cowboys at the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game total is at 47 and a half, Pierre. And this one might possibly get into a shootout. I mean, Trevor Lawrence did what I thought he was going to do against Detroit. And yep. he did not, but uh, he had a really big game against the Titans, which uh, it was good. I mean, he was graded out as one of the like the next big things as, as quarterbacks. And he's starting to, to show flashes. And that's why I was on him against Detroit, not just because of the matchup, but just because he's starting to figure it out. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like a, a little bit. And he definitely had his biggest uh, output of the season, uh, which worries me. You know, now coming in to this game, a lot of folks might flock to him. Given that he had a really good output, given that the, the Cowboys defense couldn't really stop the Texans, 
but you know you kind of gotta gotta zig when others are zagging so this could be a spot to to get back on the cowboys defense uh potentially they had some banged up secondaries themselves but you, you're right it could be a shootout also uh if so uh you want uh if you game stack it you want it to be a shootout uh so you want as many people as possible obviously with dak uh you got cd lamb to pair him up with michael gallup really the main ones i know they're getting james washington back and obviously they signed ty houghton but don't expect them to really be involved dalton schultz i always like him when dak's under center he's 4400 and then uh, the running backs, you can you can play either one. It's just so tough uh, the way they're splitting. You really need touchdown equity uh, in order for them to pay off on the Cowboys side. Yeah, I, I really do worry about this game for the Dallas Cowboys because whenever I watched uh, Trevor Lawrence play quarterback last week for the Jacksonville Jaguars, he really reminded me of how Jeff Driscoll plays quarterbacks for the Houston Texans. <laughs> Gave him a lot of trouble last week. No, I, yeah, I do trouble I, like that. <laughs> I do like how Pollard and Elliott will play there. And it seems like both of them, I'm not going to say can pay off those values for you on DraftKings anymore because they all seem to be the right price. And it's like their price at their ceiling almost. I, I don't know if Pollard has a ceiling, but you know yeah. what I mean? I like, you know, he, they're priced right there where you want them. I know one thing for sure is I can't play ATN this week. It's just no, no thank you. Yeah, it's tough. Um, it's tough. It ain't tough. That. No, that's not tough. That's not. I tough. mean, it, look at his look at his earlier in the year though. Like, look at that week seven, the week nine stretch. You think that guy's just gone? But I do, and and here's why I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell. I, I, here's a revelation. Okay. Okay. It's called the rookie wall. Okay. That's and and I, I mean, yeah. he, he, you know, he's he's a sophomore. Yes, I a second year in the league, but he didn't play last year. So maybe he's just. I mean, that's a that's a lot, man. Coming back from that injury that he had and everything, it just might be one of those things where it, he's just out of gas. It's it's possible. That's that's possible. I mean, but if they try to follow that Texans game script, like they were running the ball, like that's what kept them in that game with the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. They were grinding it out. Uh, Damian Pierce got what twenty two touches. Obviously, Driscoll ran the ball a few times as well. Burkhead had a couple, so their game plan was the to run the ball, grind it out, keep keep Dallas off the field. Obviously, the the Jacks have more offensive talent to where that's not necessary. Okay. But if they can go that route and kind of get get ETN going a little bit, six K is a, a solid price if he can find that that mid season form. Yeah, I just don't think that uh, it's going to happen. And I don't think yeah. that Evan Ingram is going to be able to do it again this week. I just can't. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about the 30 even uh, DraftKings points, but the week before that, he had 14 DraftKings points, which was pretty impressive. And at 3800 he's not a bad price right now. I still don't think that he's gotten up to the big price that he's going to be going to in a couple of weeks here where he's going to be over that 4K mark. So I, I don't hate him, but I just I think the defense will be able to key on him. So I'm looking at the wide receivers uh, to be the better play in this one if I'm going to stack up Jacksonville. Yeah, it's hard to keep going back to that Evan Ingram well, but, I mean, what a game. Like, what yeah. a game. I'm sure Giants fans were were not appreciative of, of that. Like, 11 no. for 162, two touchdowns. Wish I would have played him again. Again, I had him against against the Lions. He was part of my, my Lawrence stack, and looks like I was just a, a week early mm-hmm. uh, on that pairing. But, I mean – you got to follow a trend, seven targets, 15 targets, unless the, the Cowboys try to take him away. You got to expect them to continue to go there after the success that they had. And I'm sure the chip on his shoulder, he should have some familiarity being that he was in this division against the Cowboys. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. 
I just like Zay Jones. I think that he sees more consistent targets. He has yeah. more of an opportunity to get the big boom play even uh, than Evan Ingram does. And, I, and like I said, Dallas Cowboys are kind of tough against tight ends to start with. They are a little bit more vulnerable, I think, with a little banged up secondary and safety issues that they have with a Zay Jones at 4,900. I'd just as soon play him than a Christian Kirk. Yeah, Zay's been great. Um, got a little lucky with his touchdown, but uh, still been really good. 4,900 only came up 200, 200 bucks. I uh, saw, you know, double-digit targets three of the last four weeks. So he, he's definitely right there with Kirk. I mean, that's that's 1A and 1B, uh, who they're actually trying to get it to. In the last few weeks, he's actually supplanted Kirk uh, with the actual with the targets that he's been getting. So if he can stop the drops, he had a couple drops uh, back-to-back weeks. If he's he's stopping the drops, he's, he's definitely a, a weapon to have and someone you should target. I'm actually curious uh, watching this game. I think that whether or not Trevor Lawrence is, you know, seeking out those opportunities for the other people to get them involved, and maybe defenses are have just been taking Christian Kirk away, and so he's like, okay, you got to take Kirk away. I'll go to Zay Jones. I'll go to Evan Ingram. And I wonder if this week, if that opens up maybe a little bit more for everybody because they realize that Trevor Lawrence can do whatever he wants to do in that offense to some degree. You know what I mean? Uh, just he doesn't have to key in on one player. He can spread the ball around if he desires. Yeah, I mean, it should open things up to, to see him doing well. And Again, he's growing in confidence. I think Doug Peterson, obviously Super Bowl winning coach, is going to help him out. And if he can get other guys involved and take some attention – Again, that's the whole thing. If he can take some attention even off his backfield mate and Travis Etienne, it might end up opening things up where that rookie wall gets broken through. But this could be a really good match, a uh, good matchup, good game. It's, what, the second highest total on the slate as well. So yep. definitely could be some some boom there, third highest, third highest. I got to ask you this. It's going to be a silly question, okay? But I watched, him play, silly la- answer. <laughs> I watched him play last week, and I look at his numbers over the last, what, five weeks, six weeks here – Against Green Bay, he had two interceptions. Against the Giants, he had two interceptions and a fumble. Against the Colts, he had an interception. Uh, against Houston, he had two interceptions and a fumble. Can we play the Jacksonville Jaguar defense against the Dak Prescott this week? They're at 2,400. Nobody else will be doing it, but it just seems like it's possible that they could get a turnover. They're a scrappy little bunch, man. They are. They look, they look really good against the Titans, but... I don't know. They they don't they don't force the turnovers that I prefer from a defense. But okay. I mean, defense is just so so much variance. You never know what's going to happen. So I mean, yeah. If you if that's what you got from a salary standpoint, do it because you know the Cowboys are, are going to pass it, and that can be turnover prone at times. So yeah, I mean, they're they're definitely worth a shot at twenty four hundred. And and it's that choke time of year for the Cowboys. I'm sorry, all <laughs> Cowboys fans, that I'm saying that, but it's true. It's true. You know, it's true. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's usually right around the end of the year, first <laughs> first round of the playoffs. Yep, it's that, it's that time of year. Detroit at the Jets, Pierre. This one looks fun from the outside looking in, and I wish the uh, Detroit Lions were playing inside instead of outside looking you know, looking <laughs> in because they seem to play better within a dome environment. Now, for as far as a DraftKings score goes, for me, when I'm looking at them, I love to play them inside. I love when they're playing inside, all that stuff, but when they have to go outside to cold weather, I'm going, ah, I'd rather not play them. This is a 44-point total, Pierre, and uh, Mike White looks a little bit banged up as well. Yeah, um, Jared Goff's much better at home. Like his splits are kind of crazy when you think about it. I think he averages like 20, 21 at home versus nine on the road. So that's that's not great, but they've been hot. They've been so hot here lately. 
Uh, you're happy to see it. They're coming off the whole hard knocks program and, you know, Dan Campbell's got them all motivated. And they're even in the, the playoff hunt, which is shocking to say for the Lions. They came out and, you know, gave Goff a, a vote of confidence saying that they're probably not going to target a quarterback um, in the draft. He might be the quarterback of the future. Yeah. Uh, he came out through for 330 and three touchdowns against the Vikings and, you know, the eight and two Vikings. So, yeah, I mean, the the train's up for, for Goff, but I don't I don't know, man. The, the Jets have a really good defense. You know what yeah, Goff said? I think it stops. What's that? You know what Goff said whenever he heard that news too? He said, Really? <laughs> That's what he said. He, really? Uh, Did he really? <laughs> no, he didn't. Oh, <laughs> Fake news again. Fake news. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all I bring to the table is a little bit of entertainment anyway. You talked about the you, you talked about the good defenses, Pierre, which Eric Goff and the Detroit Lions went against New York, uh, New England week five, went against Dallas week seven. And went against the New York Giants. I say that they're not really a good defense, but it was at the New York Giants, so same vicinity of the world. Okay, all right. So when yeah. they had New England, eight DraftKings points, Dallas, five DraftKings points, the Giants, six DraftKings points. So I hear what you're. I, I can smell what you're cooking with that, Pierre. Yeah, it's just. I mean, the Jets are good too. So this is strange. Like we're talking about the Lions and the Jets, and both teams are. Are good. The, the Lions are more of the offense has kind of been taken over, and the, the Jets, their defense has kind of held them in games, both with Zach Wilson and then with, with Mike White. I don't think Mike White's going to play, so it'll be interesting if they go back to Zach Wilson or if they go with your guy Flacco. But Flacco. look at their prices. I mean, 5100 for Joe Flacco, that's you enticing because he's going to air it out. You know he's going <laughs> to throw the ball, so. You gotta you gotta consider it if it's it's Flacco. I, I again White looked like he was really hurt, probably ribs. I don't know how he's gonna play. I don't know. I'm sure he'll try to get it out because this is really his opportunity to be a mainstay in the NFL. But I mean Flacco, whoo, fifty one hundred. Yeah, I can I can get with that. Okay, all right. I love to hear that. And by the way, I'm going to play Mike White on some DraftKings things. I got to build around him because a lot of people are thinking the same thing you're thinking. And we don't know how hurt, hurt he really is, you know. And I understand yeah. he could possibly be hurt, but he always makes it into my – I make a little list. Which quarterbacks can throw for 300 yards, you know, so I can get that little bonus. And Mike yeah. White seems to always make that list because he just throws the ball <laughs> so many times, you know. So, well, I'm saying I, if he's out, though, that's Flacco well, throwing it so many times. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, no, I'm I'm ready for that. I think Flacco's got the second highest per game average of any quarterback in the league. I think right now, so I, I could be I, that may be a made up West stat. All right, running backs. We can't trust DeAndre Swift. We can't trust Jamal Williams against the New York Jet defense, right? Yeah, probably yeah. not. Okay, what about over there for the Jets? Can we can we go with a Bam Knight? Can we? He hasn't really let us down too often. He's I'm not, not saying he's he's serviceable, isn't he? Yes, 13, yes. 16, 15, you'll, you'll take that for 5,300. Yeah, you can you can play, Bam. Okay, all right, I'm ready. Uh, Detroit does have a little bit better defense than what we're used to, I think, for the uh, – well, I don't know. They played some tough opponents as well with Buffalo and that. So uh, nobody else for the Jets, nobody else for the running backs, Pierre. Over on the wide receiver side of things, if we're staying away from golf, we can't really play anybody for the Detroit Lions on the outside looking in. I know Jamison Williams might be one of those names that people are looking at going, hey, he put up 11 DraftKings points last week, but that was just one fluky play. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't fluky. He was wide open. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was intended, but, yeah, it, it's hard. He's not getting the, the snaps just yet. They're going to try to mix him in some, so that's what you're hoping for. You hope that 
They can really hit that home run ball when he is on the field, but not quite there. But continue to watch his, his snap count because, as I stated, you, you want to get out in front of these guys. Uh, probably not the matchup here with the Jets, but here in a couple weeks, as he continues to get healthier, if they continue to stay in the playoff hunt, if he stays at this price, he's going to have a boom game, and you're going to want to have it. My favorite New York Jet receiver, if Corey Davis is out, which he might be, he might not be, we're going to have to watch that news, is going to end up being Denzel Mims, I think, Pierre. He's at 3K, and uh, last week he got five targets in an offense that wants to throw the ball and if Flacco's in there, I think that he'll be able to find him, possibly even. I, I know he only gave us six and a half DraftKings points last week, but I think that he can get to 12 pretty easily if he finds the end zone. I mean, yeah, but it's still Garrett Wilson. Like, that's, I know, well, I know. That's who playing, regardless well, of if I, Davis is in or not. It's it's Garrett Wilson. This guy's a stud. Like, he was at Ohio State, and he's starting to find his form uh, here in the, the NFL. So, again, Buffalo, they got a good secondary. They're good. They felt guys like Diggs and check and you know, he got seven targets. He caught six for 78. If Mike White doesn't get hurt, you know, he could have had an even bigger game. So I like Garrett Wilson against the, the Lions. We just saw what Thielen and Justin Jefferson did to the Lions in the same same game. So Garrett Wilson, without having that that competition, oh, yeah, give me Garrett Wilson. Okay. I was just I'm looking for a cheap option here, Pierre. You know how I am. That's a Elijah, cheap price, yeah. Elijah Moore is also another one at 3,600. If Corey Davis is out, he had 10 targets last week. Uh, didn't find the end zone, but gave us 12 DraftKings points. He did some damage last week, and he's only at 3,600. Yeah, that's a that's a good price for Elijah Moore. And again, I feel like he's going to be targeted a bit more with with Flacco involved. Like he saw another 10 target game. I think it was like week three uh, when they played the the Bengals. So yeah, you could you could play more. That's a ooh, thirty-six. That's a good price. That's a really good price. That's a really good. More. I, There's also the squeaky wheel because he's always complaining that he doesn't get the ball or get targets. So mm-hmm. yeah, I like him in this matchup. Again, what? if you just had Jefferson at what nine K and Thielen at what forty-nine hundred, and you can now get Garrett Wilson and more at six K and thirty-six hundred. Oh yeah, you're saving good salary there. If we just knew who the quarterback was going to be, I know. Uh, as long as it's not Zach Wilson, you're good to go. Rex and Burials had a squeaky wheel too, Pierre. It went beep, 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 You couldn't hardly hear it. You couldn't hardly hear it at all. Tight end, Tyler Conklin. Uh, would he be in play this week? He saw a lot of targets last week as well against the Detroit Lions defense. That doesn't seem too good, particularly uh, against tight ends. I mean, he, this is Maybe. the same thing with the quarterback. Okay. Like, okay. Who, when he was doing well this season, early in the year, who was the quarterback? Uh, Zach Wilson. No, Joe no, Flacco. Joe it was Flacco. Flacco. Yeah, yeah. He had 11, 10, and 16. Uh, the first three weeks of the season with Flacco under center. So if Flacco's the guy, then yeah, Tyler Conklin's going to be right back in play. And at three at three point one, you're only needing what twelve. He can he can do that. So yeah, I don't mind Conklin if Flacco's in. Maybe not if it's White or if it's Wilson. Are you sure I'm the one that loves Flacco? Because you yeah, I mean you're just making. Uh, I think you're going to have a poster under your Christmas tree with Joe Flacco <laughs> on it, Pierre. He's still serviceable. Like I even tell you that. Like it's not like I. Don't think he's good. Know, like he's still serviceable, and he's he's better than Zach Wilson right now. So if he plays, and you want some pass catchers. <laughs> I had a mom joke in there, and I saved. I'm not. Oh, I'm not saying that. Uh, the next game is New Atlanta at New Orleans. No, is that yes? Atlanta at New Orleans is this game here. It feels like we've talked about a million games right now at this point. <laughs> Atlanta at New Orleans. This is at 43 and a half. It's at the bottom of my sheet for some reason. I don't know. 43 and 
43 and a half point total is this one, Pierre. And and I, I, Falcons defense is only 2,500 against the Saints. I, I love that. I, I don't like the Saints offense all that much uh, this this week. So I'm, I'm really looking at the Falcons defense as being something I want to play. So I, I thought the same. I, okay. I'll tell you the one thing that concerned me. Um, any guess what that might be? You're not Joe Flacco. No. So Andy Dalton's grading out the best points per dollar quarterback right now. He's 5,200. Uh, they, they got a total of 23.5. But yeah, that's that's unique. Usually that's that's not a thing with Dalton. So that's the one concern I have. Uh, otherwise, I was thinking myself might be a good spot for the the Falcons defense. Uh, Mariota went on IR, so they're returning to the rookie Desmond Ritter. But Dalton's grading out right now is the the best on both, like Saturday and Sunday. He's grading out best points per dollar. Part of that's his 5,200, I'm sure, but that's that's concerning right now. Well, uh, one of the things I was going to say about Andy Dalton was I think he would have had a huge game against Tampa Bay. But some of his receivers just dropped balls that were right there in their hands, yeah. man. He he played fantastic against Tampa Bay. And that guy is on a heater. I think he's playing for a job next year with somebody. I'm not sure who it is. Might be the Indianapolis Colts next season. <laughs> I had to fear. I just had to. I'm sorry. No comment. You hung up the phone. Oh, man. I got to do the show by myself. Uh, no, Andy Dalton, though, at 5,200, it's not a terrible price against the Atlanta Falcons. I I, I don't know what to do because that team seems to be in shambles a little bit. The New Orleans Saints does. But they don't know what they're doing on offense. I, I don't know why they dropped so many passes. I They should have had 35 points against the Buccaneers. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing either, but they need to. They need to win some games because we're, <laughs> we're we're trying to get a higher draft pick in Indianapolis. And their their pick goes to the Eagles, so they don't even get it. They don't even get their pick, and they keep losing. It's like, what are you taking for? This didn't belong to you. This goes to the Eagles. But this is a, a game that should be winnable for them. Uh, if you're going to play Dalton, then obviously Kamara, Chris Olave, or, or folks, you can pair up with him. Uh, tight end, you know, you can go there as well. Uh, if Jawan Johnson's back, you can play him. Uh, and if he's not, you know, Trotman's still serviceable there at 2,800. What about running backs? Kamara, Ingram's out. So yeah, Kamara seems to for be sure. Com- okay, Good price too, 68 for Kamara. He's uh, been he's been bad. Like, yeah. He's been terrible. When you look at their matchups, though, Tampa, San Francisco, the Rams, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, those are some good defenses. So this could be a week for Kamara to kind of get back at it. Okay, all right. Uh, would you play a Desmond Ritter this week? He's the same price as Andy Dalton, so I don't know why you take Ritter over Dalton. I would not his first game, you know, at New Orleans. You know, they, they play pretty well at home, so no. I wouldn't roll him out just yet. Uh, London, the last time he played, had a lot of targets. Started finally seeing some positive vibes from him. Gave us 15, 16 DraftKings points last time. Are we going to turn to him at 4,700 in a game script where maybe they're playing from behind? I think he can. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think that that Desmond Ritter is going to be a better passer than Mariota, you know, a better quarterback passer. Like he won't be running the ball as much. So from a an arm talent standpoint, I think London becomes more of an interest for sure. I think Kyle Pitts standing on the sideline 
with Desmond Ritter at quarterback, will catch more <laughs> passes than when Mariota was trying to throw on the ball while he was on the field. That's my prediction for this game. It's a bold prediction, but it very well might come true, Pierre. That's what I. That's what I <laughs> he'll be. He'll probably be. I don't know if Arthur Smith will let him actually throw the ball, but if he does, I'm sure Pitts won't be happy. Yeah, I just blame it. I I just start throwing the ball anyway and say I'm a rookie. I don't know what I'm doing out here. I'm just trying. There to you win. go. <laughs> Arizona at Denver. This game is at 36 points. There is nobody going to be able to score. Kyler Murray is on the injured list. Colt McCoy though is not terrible. He's not a terrible quarterback. He's played well last year. Whenever he had to come in for Kyler Murray and he was able to game plan all week. I don't know how serviceable he is coming off the bench like he was last night. But I mean, he threw the ball 40 times. 40 times Colt McCoy did. That's a lot of opportunity to score a lot of points. He he only got 11, though. <laughs> but, yeah. but, I mean, and Denver's defense is, is solid, too. So, I mean, they, they picked off Mahomes, what, two or three times. At mile high, so you're, you're playing in the altitude. Um, I think there'll be a little dejection, you know, given the fact they just lost, you know, Kyler to a torn ACL. Their season's kind of over, probably. Um so it's going to be tough for them to get motivated. So I actually like Denver's defense uh, quite a bit, 2,700. They've been good all year. Uh, so now you get Colt McCoy uh, in a situation where the Cardinals aren't going to be motivated. Kingsbury's not a great coach, in my opinion, either. So I don't mind the Broncos at, at 2,700. They've looked good the last couple of weeks. All right, Russell Wilson, not sure if he's going to play. We're going to have to watch that questionable tag. Finally gave us what we were looking for. He finally started cooking last week against the Chiefs in the Chiefs' kitchen. I'm sure Andy Reid was not very appreciative of it. I don't know what he was cooking up, but it, you know he didn't like it. But he ended up going out with a concussion, Pierre. If, yeah. if Wilson is in, do you play him? I don't think so. I don't think he plays, but I think that was like his game. And I talked about it. Like yep. I was like, 5,100 against the Chiefs. This is the game that you could play Russell Wilson. And I kid you not, actually, I think I had like a free voucher on FanDuel where I played a Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy stack. And I finished like 70th out of 26,000 people. (laughs) I didn't play any money on it at all. I just played the free one because it it was Russell Wilson. So it was it was awkward to see him. And that was a really bad hit. So I don't see I don't see him playing, uh, especially given what happened with Tua, you know, earlier in the year when, you know, he kind of returned. Uh, with that concussion protocol, that next game uh, himself. So they probably play it safe and go with uh, Brent Rippon here. So if it's Rippon, then we'd like the Arizona defense? Yeah, I think you could play Arizona defense. I don't I don't really like this game okay. uh, too much at all. Uh, Doshich, she might be able to play. If Sutton's out again, I know Hinton's questionable as well. You could go back to Judy at 6,100, but it, it's just tough. There's, there's better guys in the price range and better matchups. Yeah, unfortunately, I have Judy in redraft, and that's the first week of the playoffs. So, oh, if that if that sounds like dejection, it is. It is. Pure. All right, we're <laughs> moving exactly on to the next is. one: New England at Las Vegas. Another injury here in this game. Forty-four and a half. At least one injury in this game, Pierre. Because if we go over to the running back room, we will see Josh Jacob and Ramondre Stevenson both injured. I don't think Damian Harris plays this week at all. I think that it's, it's supposed to be next week, and he when he returns, maybe he'll be forced into action a little bit. But let's just assume. Ramondre misses. Damian Harris misses. Are we excited at all about any of these other guys? A Pierre Strong. Uh, what was it? Kevin Harris. I was say Kevin Harris. It is Kevin Harris. Hey, yeah. how about that guy? Huh? Are we excited at those guys at the 4K minimum price? I mean, Pierre Strong, I think, is interesting, uh, especially at 4K. He was a guy they spent some draft capital on. 
I only saw five attempts, but, you know, 70 yards, 14 yards Ooh. per attempt, two catches for 20 yards. So if Stevenson and uh, Damian Harris both miss, then, yeah, I think he can play Pierre Strong here. I think it's a must play at 4K. Yeah, open up sure. a lot of salary that way. Sure. Uh, nobody interesting if Josh Jacobs ends up missing. I mean, as I say every week, one of these guys are, are going to go <laughs> off. It's going to be Jacobs or Adams. It's always one of them. So just you have to get it right. Uh, again, Belichick also likes to take away who he thinks your best player is. So you got to expect that's going to be one of them, but the other is going to have it. So if you can, just kind of mix it up a bit, play a little bit of Jacobs, play a little bit of Adams, even against his Patriots defense, who I also like because Derek Carr is still Derek Carr, regardless of having Devontae Adams. Now sitting there looking at Derek Carr and Mac Jones just now. How did Mac Jones only put up eight DraftKings points last night? He had, he had 235 yards passing, no touchdowns and interception. I guess that explains it all. We're not interested in playing him against the Vegas Raiders, are we? No, five uh, Ks. He's, he's cheap. Yeah, he, he's starting to get at Patricia for like his play calling too. Yeah, like, he is. He's, he's getting irritated. Like that whole clean cut thing's going out the window. He brushed him off last night, and so if he continues to do that, and he gets a chance to throw the ball a bit. A little bit, maybe. Uh, you would want uh, Myers to get back, Jacoby Myers to get back, I think, for him to be playable. Uh, he didn't play uh, in the game last night. But if he is available and suits up, yeah, you can play a little bit of Mac Jones. Okay. What about Devontae Adams? I, you just talked about Derek Carr, so you're not excited about that. And we're, Are we not excited about Devontae Adams in either? I mean, again, it's going to be one of them. I, I like him. People probably aren't going to play him. They're going to see the the 9K salary. They're going to see the little red number next to him. So they'll, they'll probably avoid him. So if he's not being rostered at all, then, yeah, that's the kind you want to play Devontae Adam. Okay. All right. Uh, anybody else here in this game at all? Nobody? Henry? Henry? Um, 3,300? Yeah, Henry might be, might be okay. Man. Again, Patriots defense. I like them. Tennessee at the Chargers. I love the Chargers this week. I saw what ended up happening with Jacksonville against the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans defense mm-hmm. is just terrible right now. And then they got to go on the road to the Chargers. The Chargers offense really looked like they started clicking uh, the last time that they were playing together. And they finally fully healthy. I think it's a great week to stack up all these Chargers, man. I do too, but I, I'm a little worried that you said that. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I, they're a great spot, but I, I, I fear that everyone's going to go here. Yeah, it's vanilla. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a vanilla it take. It is. It is, but, I mean, it's vanilla for a reason. And that's been one of my struggles this year. Like, I haven't had the year that I'm, I'm used to. It's because I, I can't get out of my own way when it comes to when to play a chalk and when not to play a chalk. Um, and that's what we kind of talk about. Chalks, chalk for a reason because they're good plays. But if everyone's on someone and they fail – you now have a leg up uh, and an easier path to success if you're not on those plays. Uh, case in point was like that, that Lions and Vikings game. So everyone was on that game. That was the only 50-point total game. But there were ways you could get different. Like instead of Amara St. Brown, you could have went to a DJ Shark, uh, who was the receiver you needed there. Uh, some people didn't want to pay up for Justin Jefferson. They went with Hawkinson with the revenge narrative. So paying up for Justin Jefferson – or going to Thielen instead of Hawkinson gave you, you know, that that slight edge that you needed. And so with these games, that this is going to be one of those popular games that people target because of what they just seen with, with the Titans, what I would try to suggest is see how you can get unique. 
maybe that's playing Eckler, not playing a pass catcher. Maybe that's playing, you know, a Palmer or a Carter instead of a Mike Williams or Keenan Allen or Everett or something like that um, to go with Herbert. But I think it'll be popular. But just know that sometimes it's good. Sometimes the chalk's going to hit for you. Sometimes it's unique to to try to get a a lower roster, lower owned guy instead of one of those popular guys and hope that they get the touchdowns instead of a popular one and still give yourself that leg up. I think that depends on the size of the contest too, by the way. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, I think we can, like in the DFS Dreamer podcast contest, it's not a tremendous amount of entries or anything like that in there. So being chalky might be one of the better things to do is is be chalky, but just find the right chalk, of course, just because yeah. it's not as big of a slate. You know, that's it. And and it's hard for me still to juggle the size of the slates. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard for me to do that. Like I'm going, oh, what's what's the size of this slate? Because I'm building <laughs> so many different lineups and contests. I, I just need to narrow down my lineup pool of okay, this is my chalk chalk lineup. This is my risk it or biscuit lineup. You know, kind of a thing. That's what I I got to do that. Yeah, it's true. You gotta you gotta find ways and contests to, to be unique and like you said like double ups for example you you really just need a, a 1v1 or 2v2 where you just got to be different um in one or two spots to find success so i i don't mind Tannehill. i know i said that last week i don't mind Tannehill in this situation he always seems to be able to come up a little bit bigger whenever he's playing a better team i guess is what i'm is what i'm thinking in that but even against jacksonville in a game script where he was really behind he gave us 20 DraftKings points he's at 5300 today pierre is what i'm looking at and maybe the the different thing is to go with a Tannehill and then run it back with a keenan allen and a mike williams or something like that i, I don't know play a Tannehill naked I mean, it's it's a way to be different, like you stated. You know, fifty three hundred, <laughs> good different. price. That's gonna be different. Um, it's gonna be hard uh, if you're gonna go this game to not go with the king, uh, just given that the the Chargers' vulnerability is is with the run, and what you would hope uh, the game script would be would be Tennessee actually gets out in front early uh, with Henry, you know, kind of exploding, um, and then the Chargers have to play catch up and throw the ball. Um, the other unique way of doing this, if you were to go to go to, to Tannehill, is to, to watch the injury news and see if Traylon Burks is back mm-hmm. from his concussion. Uh, he's only 4,600, so he'd be a way to, to get unique potentially as well. Um, everyone's going to see the big green by Henry and want to play Derrick Henry. Uh, instead, you could go to Burks, save some salary there, and, and then obviously have the, the money to pay up for uh, the actual pass catchers for the Chargers. And then we talked about him last week. He's come up a few hundred dollars. But if Burke says out again and Chickaconquo, you know, he, he had the game that we thought he could have. We saw the trajectory coming from his snaps and his targets. He caught all six for 45 and a touchdown. And again, he only came up $400 as well if you don't want to play Henry. Oconqua is going to be the popular name, but let's not forget what Evan Ingram did. And Gerald Everett has a lot of ease in his name as well. So I'm looking at Gerald <laughs> Everett this week to possibly always ease. He's a, he always lets me down, but I mean, I'm looking at Gerald Everett going, okay, if, if Evan Ingram could do it, Gerald Everett could do it too, I guess. I don't, I don't know. You know, he's, <laughs> yes. 40, he's 4,300. So I don't know. I, if he could do I that. can't trust Jared Everett. That's just, a, that's one of the guys I just can't. Play. I, I know I'm with you. I'm with you, but I'm, I'm a lot of ease there. A lot of ease. Couldn't play with the Rams. Couldn't play with Seattle. Can't play now. 
Cincinnati at Tampa Bay. Thankfully, this game I think is is uh, is down there in the lower you know time regions anyway. And this game is at forty four points per year. I told you last week, Cincinnati's defense was one of those things that you could try and pick on and that they might be able to pay off for you. Uh, I don't think that they necessarily did. They gave you eight DraftKings points at thirty five hundred, so kind of did, kind of didn't. But against this Tampa Bay offense that just is is struggling right now, I once again want to kind of pick on that Cincinnati defense. Yeah, um, it's tough playing since then. I'm not thrilled with their defense, but I, I mean, the Bucks have been bad. The Bucks have not been good. I'm sure Brady regrets coming out of retirement. Uh, the thing with the Cincinnati defense, they just they don't really have that boom. Like you look at their even their logs, they got double digits once. Uh, they got a couple ones in there, some twos, fours. That's fine, but at 3600, I mean, you want a little yeah. bit more from that and. Okay. Brady's pretty conservative. Like he, he'll throw an interception here or there, but it's not like he's one to go out and throw, you know, four interceptions in a game. It's one thing being, you know, against the 49ers and San Fran, who has one of the best defenses in the NFL, but still he only threw what two <laughs> against them. So I expect them to have a little better showing uh, against the Bengals here. Uh, this this Tampa Bay D offense is so discombobulated. He may end up handing it off to a Cincinnati Bengal, Pierre. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> It's crazy. The offensive side on both of these things, I, I'm not excited about either one of them. But, you know, Tampa Bay's defense hasn't been stopping anybody. It just doesn't feel yeah. like – I mean, they almost got lit up against New Orleans. They got lit up against San Francisco. Uh, Purdy did that. What is Burrow going to do to him this week? And it might be a great week to jump on that because there are you are going to see a bunch of red numbers by the Cincinnati Bengals' names. But, man, Tampa Bay's defense just ain't doing anything. Yeah, their defense isn't what you would expect. And when you got Jamar Chase, you know, anything's anything's possible. There's quite the connection with him and Burrow. Offensive line's been better. Uh, they got some runners, you know, Mixon and P. Ryan. I don't like running backs uh, against the Bucks, but no, no. they can at least get some dump-offs to, to take some attention off those pass catchers. Uh, watch Higgins, as you kind of mentioned earlier in the show. You hope he actually steps on the field for more than one snap. Um, but it looked like he, like, aggravated his hamstring, which is a, a little concerning. Tyler Boyd broke a finger, I believe. So mm-hmm. if they're down, you know, there's one thing where Chase could get all the targets. There's another thing where the Bucks could try to take him away because they know he's going to get all the targets. So just keep that in mind when you're potentially playing these guys. Yeah, and watch that for your build. I, I don't know anybody else I'd want to play in this game other than Chase. Uh, maybe you know, build one of the lineups with Chase and Burrow in it just to say I did. Yeah, Chris Godwin, he still, I think he still can play Godwin. He's he's just getting so many targets. Uh, he's gotten eight plus targets uh, since basically he got healthy in week six. So him and Mike Evans and Brady don't seem to have that connection for some reason. Uh, he's missed Evans a couple times on some deep throws. There's been some called back for flags, uh, but Godwin seems to be the one consistent that Brady leans on. So I don't mind Godwin in this game at 67. It's just not a get-right spot, even though they're at home. It just doesn't feel like it's a get-right spot for Tampa Bay. Pierre, build us a lineup here. Let me remind everybody to follow you on Twitter at PeeWee31. You can follow me as well at Loafinet on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore, and we will pin this tweet for the show podcast up there on the FI Today with a little underscore Twitter handle, and we will also connect the DraftKings contests that we will have this weekend. So, yeah, I'm going to go to the, the game that you were excited about as well. Uh, so give me Herbert. I'll go with Justin Herbert here. Give me uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm just going to pair the the two top dogs 
uh, with Herbert. And uh, give me Burks. So I'll get off of Henry for right now. Uh, give me okay. Traylon Burks. Hopefully he's back from the concussion. Uh, give me Pacheco at running back. I, I want to have a piece of the Chiefs and hope that they actually run the ball against the Texans. Uh, I'll take Kamara. I feel like this could be a, a good spot for the, the Saints. Dalton's popping, so maybe it'll be dump-offs uh, to Kamara <laughs> instead of, you know, big yeah. down the field to Alave. Give me Garrett Wilson. I'm just going to keep playing him. His yeah. price isn't going up at all. Uh, he's 6K. Give me Dolchich, 3,600. Uh, against the, the the Cardinals there with Rippon or Wilson, doesn't matter. And then give me the Patriots defense, 2,800. Revenge against Josh McDaniels uh, oh. there with the Raiders. So give oh. me the Belichick sticking it to his old mate uh, there in Vegas. Okay, I, I like the I like the New England Patriot one. That's that's a good narrative. I really thought you were gonna put Joe Flacco at all seven positions if you could have. <laughs> I got I got Wilson in there, so I got a pass catcher. <laughs> all right, that sounds good. Great job, Pierre. I look forward to talking to you next week. Next week will be Christmas, so hopefully we'll have a good fun show uh, for that Christmas slate, my friend. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Looking forward to the the baby ball as well. I know you and Rob will be doing that. Yes. I cracked the, the top five for the week, and I cracked the top ten uh, overall. So looking forward to – I think you guys are speaking with Drew this week. Should be a good time. Oh, Drew is fantastic. He's fantastic. All right. Yeah, good uh, Good talking to you. Remind everybody to go out and make a positive impact. Somebody left day. Yeah.